Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. This is not related to a single press conference, what we're talking about tonight. No Rock, no Roman, no Cody. Stories that are in mid-process, but we're not going to be talking about finishing them anytime soon because we got pay-per-views for that. But... We've got your Ring of Honor post show for tonight. It is February 8th. I am joined by the wonderful Righteous Reg, but get in those super chats if you would be so kind, if there's anything that you wanted to discuss tonight. Uh, Also, please leave a thumbs up on this video. It's very, very helpful in helping people find us in the algorithm. This is the Paywall ROH show and the Where the Hell Do You Even Find It TNA show, which it sounds (laughs) like they're actively working on. So thumbs ups really, really help us. get seen over here but uh we've got a lot to talk about i don't know sean's plan i don't think sean knew sean's plan if you are looking for information about uh everything that happened with the press conference i think he's going to be on a separate stream i will definitely be talking about it with alex Pulowski after this stream probably the same time that people are talking about tna so i see the numbers that are here i'm sure people are looking for our reactions to it and we'll We'll touch on it a little bit because Reg and I both had an eye on uh, what was going on with the press conference while we were also watching Ring of Honor. But we're here to talk ROH, so get in your super chats about that. But since there are mm, about four times the number of people that are normally tuned in at this time, Reg, um, why don't we touch on that real quick? Um, you look frozen to me. Are you? Oh, there you are. You're back to me. Am I frozen to you? What's cooking? There you are. All right. <laughs> Who's choppy? Is it me or Reg? Tell us in the chat. Oh, Reg went away. Okay. Well, I will tell you my thoughts on it until Reg comes back real quick. Um Press conference happened. I think it's the most entertaining CM Punk has been since he returned, to be honest. There's Reg. Sorry, wrong Wi-Fi. No, okay. I'm back, you guys. I'm back no, here. I'm, I'm back here. Everything's good. Honestly, honored it wasn't my Wi-Fi for once. Like, it's always <laughs> my Wi-Fi. So, good job. Rare, rare W for Optimum today. But uh, I, uh, we, I was going to say, we have about... 400 more people than are normally tuned in at this time. Yeah, so they're like, we're the Sean Ross This isn't him. <laughs> um, but you had an eye on it, and I had an eye on it. Um, I really appreciated a lot of what happened in people speaking to Cody's character. I don't mean yes. um, 
Cody's character from the perspective of the guy who is injured all the time and uh, is the son of Dusty Rose. We're aware of that piece of him, but hearing Biggie talk to about how he took care of the Huber family, hearing people talk about just like kind of the man he is, I actually thought was a really nice human touch in all of this. Uh, howling at CM Punk being like, punch some people. <laughs> that was, that's a CM Punk I've been looking for. I don't want him to like actually do that backstage, but he is really, really good on on this microphone in that ring even at commentary he's really really good at that side of things uh i just thought something bigger would happen i'm glad that they made the pivot but reg i feel like the creative that happened on smackdown i know you don't normally watch a set of wwe um but they had cody rhodes go out there and say the rock is gonna get the wrestlemania shot i will face you but not at wrestlemania they reneged on it today I feel like they were put in a situation where there was no way out of it. And I don't know if they're going to make better creative sense of it, but I think it's always good when you pivot and give people what they want, especially WrestleMania's in Philly. We already know how Philadelphia feels about the rock. If you don't want that main event hijacked, you better put Cody in there. I think this leaves it open for a triple threat. If that's what you want to do, I think you can leave it open for night one and two of WrestleMania, which is probably the more likely plan. Um, other than that, I thought it was pretty underwhelming, but I also don't expect a lot from press conferences. This obviously would have been a lot more boring to me, I think, if they hadn't gone and changed the direction of WrestleMania. Um, but I'll put it this way. If I'm able to watch a wrestling program pretty fully and have your press conference on, not that much happened. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. If I can <laughs> juggle two shows at the same time. Something is happening here. Yeah, I thought that the interesting point of them kind to kind of making Cody into the story of we know of Dusty is like he's an everyman. We all want him to be in this match. We all kind of believe in him, but he's getting screwed. We should be mad. The man's here. And it was like, okay, I kind of like what's, what's going on here. But the whole show was like, why are we watching the show? Why is this on? Why is this happening? When Bianca came out and just started talking, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And then Becky came out and Rhea, and that was okay. But I was like, everybody's just talking. What's the point of this? They're not announcing that anybody's at matches. They're not really doing anything to tell us what's going on here. So they get to the main angle, and it's kind of the same thing. They're like slow walking the dog. At the end of this, everybody knows what happened. At the end of this, I didn't know what match was happening. I don't like this. Cody said he was in the match, but at the end of it, I wanted to see this tag match more, but who's in this tag match? I was kind of confused at the end of it, if I'm keeping it completely honest, Kate. Yeah, as was I, and part of it was because I was keeping an eye on the product that we reviewed tonight, so awesome. I had that very much on in the background. Caprice and are my favorite commentators. If you don't think I'm going to have their commentary up over some of this at certain times, you're out of your mind. They're two of my favorites ever. Um, so... I, I was expecting the chat saying it right now. Actually, I thought maybe there'd be something big set up for like Jade or maybe something bigger would happen with Bailey and EO or whatever. I think what's tricky here too is you have Perth, which feels like such an afterthought because now nothing. this news cycle has taken over so much. I do believe Brock Lesnar was supposed to be an elimination chamber. I do believe CM Punk was supposed to be an elimination chamber. So that kind of just got screwed out of itself. Um, but it is, it did feel like a lot more, it's going to sound harsh, but but hot air or filler. I think if Cody hadn't won the Royal Rumble and this was just supposed to be a Roman Rock showdown, this feels completely different, which was probably what the initial plan for this was. Yes. Um, because it's like head of the table should kind of have that big fight UFC feel, but because they creatively backed themselves into a corner, I think that... Um, that is kind of lame. And I also just honest to God, feel so bad for Seth Rollins. I feel like that guy just does 
everything this company asked for him. He was incredible on press when he was getting asked about Vince McMahon. He sounded like a human being and a dad and a husband and a son. Um, He just... They buried the World Heavyweight title on SmackDown, right? Mm -hmm. And then there was no rebuttal for it. So it just feels like he has a secondary title and they've just reinforced that uh, down the line. So let's cap it there because we've got ROH to talk about. We've got TNA on the back of this. The Scott Demore news is surely something that Joel and Crest are going to talk about. If you told me at the end of last year, the most drama-free company to have or drama-free company that you would see was AEW heading into 2024. I would have laughed you out of the room after what the past 18 months had looked like out of that promotion, but uh, WWE obviously has instability right now at the top. Uh, TNA is switching over. New Japan just appointed Tanahashi. All Japan had a shakeup. Stardom just had the guy that founded the company leave. Um, (laughs) There has been a lot of shifting around. It's a lot to keep up with, but Sean Rossap has you covered on Fightful Select. I'm sure Cresta and Joel will cover it here. I believe tonight was also Trinity's last match. So they'll have some thoughts on Trinity's final chapter here going into WWE for her. So stay tuned for that. Sean will probably have a separate stream. Feel free to stick around if you want to talk some ROH and listen in. Uh, Decent episode tonight. Not the most momentous stuff, but man, from where we were, Reg, of what was a standard episode six months ago to what is a standard episode now completely different product i feel like we have mm-hmm. what at least three or four long-term stories in play at all time we have a tournament coming up the main event felt like a main event because that was just a blast of a match even though the stakes weren't particularly high could still mm-hmm. use my titles around a little bit more especially mm-hmm. my multi-man titles but at least we are getting cohesive consistent quality programming we know who's in what divisions all of these wonderful things um I'm relieved by that where even though this felt more like an average episode per se, the standard is, is much, much higher. What were your thoughts overall tonight? Yeah. I kind of felt like there was, it wasn't the greatest episode you ever see, but like you said, as an average episode, I think the place that we are now average is great in, in ring of honor because they were in Texas. So they had a lot of lucha on here. And so I was fed good. Like you could have put anything in the world there. And I would have been like, Oh, what a great wrestling show we've had here. It was on point. A lot of great stuff. A lot of people I haven't even seen before. So I thought that as far as what ring of honor represents, we got it. And it was good. There are some things that could still be better, but I think that the story that they told with Nyla and Athena was enough to kind of string the episodes together. Yes, there were a lot of fun through lines. The women's one being super fun, as it always is. Dalton Castle and Johnny TV being absolutely hysterical, as usual. But some super chats coming in. Taylor Cannon, the 30-month member here, saying, Happy Thursday, Kate and Reg. Hope you are both well. Happy uh, Thursday to you, and happy belated birthday. I believe it was yesterday. It might have been Tuesday. Yes. Uh, but very, very cool. Taylor's always so wonderful and supportive of us. Um Shot Kid 29 saying, fun ROH show tonight and absolutely nothing else happened. That is almost <laughs> true. Like, not that much happened. Seriously, other than, right? Other than them pivoting something that we knew they had to, which I'm glad they did because that was not for sure. Uh, but nothing of note newsworthy or messy happened at all tonight, LOL. Uh, yeah, this is, it's crazy the impact of one little thing. Like how, yeah. um, one small turn of events can change 
an entire trajectory of something um, or one big chain of events in the case that's happening at WWE right now, it would be just the silliest thing in the world if WWE could build a baby face and capitalize on the momentum they have without making people start a fucking movement around it every <laughs> single time. CM Punk, the yes movement. Cody, we want Cody. Like, my God, just give your fans what we want. I thought we were past this. Hopefully we are. I'm glad that they course corrected here. Spells good news for WrestleMania, but just making it so much harder than you have to. It honestly smells, spells good news for WWE because as a longtime WWE viewer, they've tricked us into thinking that they give us what exactly what we want. But a lot of the times there's bells and whistles into them and to us accepting what they're going to give us. I love that they instantly, Kate, pivoted pretty much because even with the Brian Danielson yes movement thing, there were some weeks they had to, we, they still had to be convinced into this being a thing. No, last Friday, Cody said this. And it's back to Friday again. And there they totally are into something else. So, you know, that's a good sign that they are actually listening to their fans these days. Um, that's a good sign for their company. And that's a good sign for wrestlers like Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, who have these hardcore fan bases, who are going to fight for them and get them into position. So I did like that. Huge asterisk on that, though. Roman has to drop the title to complete this. Like, we'll see. <laughs> it would actually be a colossal error if they pivoted to have Cody lose. Because Cody losing is worse than Cody not having the match at this point. That would be ridiculous. So oh, uh, we'll see what it. happens. I don't know. Again, I was trying to cover this show that we cover. Um, so I, they could turn it into a triple threat or keep it a triple threat or whatever. Um, I actually thought that might have been the plan from the beginning because it covers up how behind the rock kind of looked as far as in ring shape last time we saw him protects yeah. Roman in the loss and lets Cody get out of there without the title. They might do a two might WrestleMania. We will have to see Roman working two days in a row is like as much as he works in six months. So exactly. <laughs> he will see Matthew Hook saying Scott to more, please help AWROH and creative. Now I'm going to let Cresta and uh, Joel speak to that a little bit more from what I've been able to track with the story. And there's been a lot of stories to track people. Yes. I think most of him being let go had to do with the financial aspects of what was going on. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if they tried to demote him to just a creative position or what the deal was, or if they wanted to replace him entirely so that they could afford someone who wasn't making as much to, to wear all the same hats. But uh Right now, I kind of like what's cooking in AEW and ROH, so I'm not like, we need to have this person in the fold. Uh, I also feel like the way Scott Demore approached things is very, um, the presentation and the way he went about things is very different than AEW. That could be something that's really cool. That could be something that doesn't drive so well. Uh, awesome. Impact to me read closer to what the NXT product was. So if I was just playing like, wrestling promoter and product tinder i would probably loop those together uh but I, I don't know you know i don't know why people get hired and fired for whatever reasons like um but my gut instinct is like he doesn't seem like he was into the sports-based thing as much based on the direction that impact and tna went under his reign but he did a right. lot of really productive work there on a shoestring budget um if it was just financial hopefully he lends his creative mind elsewhere right Whew. you want to get into some freaking roh reg let's go please 
please. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have a fun opener with the workhorse men who you know I adore. Uh, in a really, really fun tag match, Anthony Henry getting uh, Sabres GT to pick up the pinfall for his team here. Um, like the workhorse continuing to look strong. Are we doing contendership for the tag titles? What are we doing in our multi-man picture? But I like teams continuing to get wins in front of my eyes, continuing to feel important. Um, Anthony Henry and JD Drake are just a blast. I also loved that this was the first match of the show. Like this kicking things off was really, really, really fun. I like when high energy tag matches kick off shows. Love it when they do it on Dynamite. Love it when they do it here. Love it when they did it on NXT earlier this week. So really, really, really good stuff. Uh, any thoughts on our opener here? Yes. Great way to start the show with some flipping and spinning. Cyrus and uh, Briante, these guys were some uh, young guys that I've never really seen too much of before. Um, but they were doing some wild tricks in there and they were doing some flipping and spinning and some lucha shit that I love to see. Uh, Henry and Drake, though, were on fire. This is the type of stuff that I want to see from them. Just like go out there, be badass, absolutely run through the guys that you're with, but also at the same time, making them look great. I thought the finishing sequence of them just boom, 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 going 100 miles per hour for the finish was awesome. This makes the workhorsemen look great. They should be getting more victories. This is like, this is what we want to see from the workhorsemen. Like, I want them to be a, a viable, contentious tag team that can have a title shot soon. And matches like this and finishes like this are the way to do it. I couldn't agree more. And I love um, what JD Drake and Anthony Henry offer to luchadors as bases because they're so different. Like JD Drake being his size and moving at his speed with his offensive moveset and Anthony Henry just being this strong, badass, slower paced. Both of them have really unique flavors to add to a match with uh, with a lucha team like this i just thought that was mm -hmm. super super fun because you got such different um energies kind of out of both of them i thought it was a blast but i love the workhorsemen so uh anytime they're on my screen i'm happy because they're always putting on bangers like this right. makes me very happy well reds justified let's go ethan chance on this next match <laughs> i'm so happy to see ethan page Picking up momentum, staying on the course, and also, yeah, like resonating here uh, with the crowd, which is a different challenge for him. I don't think I've seen him work babyface. Like when I did follow the North and Impact and some of the solo stuff he did over there, uh, all his work previously in AEW had been pretty much heel stuff. Like this is different waters for him, and I think he's navigating them pretty darn well. Uh, a really good match with Aaron Solo, who looked good in this. He uh, takes an ego's edge and loses, but. I just love, I just love Ethan Page, man. I'm so yeah. glad to see that he is headed toward. I, it feels like Kyle Fletcher's TV title, like that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense as a, a next challenge, and he should probably win it if he's going to be sticking around. Because feels like Kyle Fletcher might be doing more main roster stuff. Um, no complaints about his raid so far, though. It's been an absolute blast. But really, really like this from Ethan Page, and uh, he considering what an effective heel he was and i still think i like him better heel than face he's still an easy guy to root for so it's yeah. it's a lot of fun to to get behind him it's just kind of cool to see like a baby face with something like the ego's edge to end a match like his moveset right. i feel like leans kind of feel so seeing him adapt it and win crowds over as a face has been something that's 
that's a really cool side that we haven't seen of him before. Aaron Solo looking good in this too. Love commentary pointing out that he was hand-selected. Um, who was he hand-selected by? Note, note that I didn't write it down in my notes, but Ian Riccoboni mm -hmm. was saying, I forget which luchador it was, but he was being hand-selected and brought around um, by, I, I am so annoyed I didn't write it down because I was like, good job, commentary as always, and then I forgot it. Mm -hmm. I probably just got really arrogant and was like, Reg will remember because it, so, it was a luchador. <laughs> so Reg will be like, oh, I know what guy that flips and spins that was. Nah. My bad. My bad on this. Mm. But sorry, you guys. Commentary killing it as always. If anybody in the chat knows, feel free to cover up my gap in my notes for this. But really, really fun match here. Your thoughts? Yeah, I thought this was a really good way to showcase both guys. Ethan Page kind of becoming the pseudo face of Ring of Honor, I think is awesome. Him consistently being online and being like, I'm here for Ring of Honor. I'm here to put my stamp on. I'm here to make this brand the best brand that there is while also becoming a better character, a better wrestler, a better entertainer here in AEW. thought this was a really good showcase for Aaron Solo, who I saw have a really good match with QT Marshall of all people very recently. And I think that anytime he's put in this position, he always kind of knocks it out of the park. I'd like to see more of Aaron Solo, honestly, Bay area guy. Like I think he's really talented, but here against Ethan page, Ethan page is on a trajectory. Like you said, to win the, the ROH television championship and him as the face of this brand with that championship is the way to go. This is great. All this is really good. I'm ready for, I love that they set up, they're setting up kind of the Athena thing and the Nyla thing and the Ethan and uh, Kyle thing, but they haven't told us officially that there's going to be a super card of honor show. So we don't really know what they're setting this up for. It's interesting mystery. Listen, there better be a super card of honor show. <laughs> And it better be in the Northeast and I better be available to go because last time you were in the Northeast, it was my cousin's wedding and that's not your fault. But I really thought you were going to run Hammerstein for final battle and then you really didn't do it and it broke my little marketing mark heart. So bring Supercard to the Northeast. That's all Philly. I ask. That's all I ask. I think it will. I think it will be in Philly. There's a, a few venues that you can run in Philly that are interesting choices. So um, whether they run out of like one of the universities where dynamite runs or 2300 arena, I think is locked up for that weekend, but that would have been uh, great. Ooh, I've never been there and I want to yeah. so bad, but you know, you life is like, no, oh, man, on VCW young boy too. They're having wrestling shows there though, that weekend yet. They are, uh, we'll talk offline about what I heard is running out there. Cause it's okay. actually comical, but <laughs> <laughs> it's comical who locked down that building and got a non-compete on it. I'll put it that Can't way. And it has, you can probably put two and two together when I tell you that there's Ring of Honor ties to it. Uh, Ring of Honor of yore. But really, really fun match here. I also just like, Reg, it sounds so simple, but we were so deprived of it for so long. Ethan Page continuing to pick up wins. We were not seeing trajectories for people like no. less than six months ago. We were not seeing people consistently get wins heading into title matches. So little things like that wins, making you feel like a badass. Who would have thought? Yeah. Somebody would have randomly eat, beat Ethan page on the way here, like six months ago. And we would have been like, why? <laughs> yeah, We would have been like, why is Serpentico beating Ethan page is where we were at last time. <laughs> 
Speaking of Lucha World, look, I asked George Kittle on Twitter if he wanted to come onto this post show and talk about Penta, who is his favorite wrestler, and he said it over and over again. I didn't think he was busy this week heading into Super Bowl week as a 49er. I don't understand why he no-showed us, but everybody tweeted George Kittle to show up on the show next week. But Penta picking up the win for his team here on John Cruz again. Something about this guy vibes with Serpentico. I don't know what it is. Same stature. Feels like they share a bloodline. There's been nothing controversial going on with bloodlines of late. So nice to bring that up. But Penta getting the pinfall and the victory here. This is cool. This felt superfluous because what's Penta doing in ROH? I don't really know. Not complaining about it. Super fun match. Uh, And the, the superfluous stuff being thrown in is a lot easier to stomach when you have long-term stories in your women's picture, a tournament coming up, um, Ethan Page on a trajectory, Johnny TV and uh, uh, Dalton having this really fun story. Like there's, there's so much stuff that has long-term stories in it. I'm much more okay with stuff like this being in the fold. Uh, Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on this match? Yeah, this kind of just felt like let's give a king on the card. Let's get Penta on the card because we're in (laughs) Texas and we're know that they're going to pop huge for him. And they did. Penta is one of those consistently over and you can put him in any position. So him being on the show isn't as egregious for me as it could be, because I think if he's not on dynamite or collision, you got to find a place to feature him legit almost every week. So you got to put him here with, with on ring of honor and put him in with Vikingo. Easy, easy, easy way to go. I just wish there was something more like if you're going to make these guys a tag team, like give me a little bit more like, just having them in there and like kind of like a squash showcase thing is not enough, but I understand. There is still, and they've corrected a lot of stuff, so I don't want to harp on negative stuff. Corrected. By corrected, I mean giving me specifically what I want. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they have made a lot of positive changes in my estimation. And one thing that I think would be nice to get away from is we still are playing Lucha Roulette a little bit. Like yes. it is, it is so much fun to see how spectacular these guys are in the ring, but they are like, you're a luchador and you're a luchador. You should either face each other or tag together because. Um, so I, I would like to see a little bit more consistency in that. I think it would go a long way, uh, but I'm not complaining when these guys are in the ring because it's a hell of a lot of fun. So we have this wonderful through line with Dalton Castle. I said it on Twitter and I mean it like some of these crowds are so quiet for ROH. And when Dalton Castle comes out, it sounds like it's a full arena because people just love this guy. I'm one of those people, but this whole through line and story has been so much fun. you got Lexi Nair and Jerry, Lexi Nair and Jerry Lynn, which is harder to say than you would think backstage uh, in the locker room with Dalton Castle's friend. Uh, (laughs) Castle says his friend is busy and can't talk uh, at that time, but uh, Johnny TV and Taya show up looking for this friend as well. And Jerry Lynn says Castle can't interfere in the match or he'll be suspended. And Dalton assures them that he's going to be watching on a monitor backstage. Um, And now here's the big reveal. Is it Mercedes Monet? Is it Okada? No, it is Hombre de Pavo, Real de Montana. I I don't, it's um, not Dalton Castle. It looks a lot like Dalton Castle. It looks Mm -hmm. like if Dalton Castle had an extremely real beard and a Columbia jacket on. That's what it looks like at this point in the night. What's what's coming up will shock you, I promise, okay? Um, Very similar gear to Dalton Castle. 
Um, and he gets into the ring, similar music. I similar understand style. why he, yeah, he, mm -hmm. I, I understand why he and Dalton are friends at this point. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Johnny TV comes out and Reg, when I tell you my jaw fell open, I fell off my chair watching this mm -hmm. stunt reveal of the set. I don't Cody in the story. Fine. Mm -mm. Whatever. Who's the devil? Sure, that was fun for a while. It was Don Castle all along. <laughs> he got me good. Yeah. I didn't know. The Columbia yeah, jacket just you. threw me all the way I up. Know. I was like, I was, where would he get that Columbia jacket? You know? A man of such pageantry and fashion doesn't mm. just throw on a Columbia jacket. What's he got a Jansport no. backpack too? That's not the Dalton Castle I know. So mm. I was stunned. But Johnny won't have the match with him. Which is fair, honestly, because he was supposed to be facing Dalton Castle's friend. Um, and Dalton says he'll do anything for this match. Johnny and Tayo, who's been great in this as well, are just maniacally laughing at him. Um, we later get a backstage where Lexi is with Dalton Castle. She's been so aces with all this stuff. <laughs> but Castle saying he couldn't possibly know what Johnny wants from him to get their match. He loses his mind. He's talking... He, says maybe he wants his perfect blood and then he's asking for more cheese. He gets into the dryer and Lexi Nair shuts him in the dryer. He demands to stay there until next week. His little feet are out again. It's mm -hmm. just, just so damn funny, especially because this is also followed by Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty. We're going to talk about it in a second. But just the contrast of going from the Stone Castle mm -hmm. angle to Shane Taylor and Lee absolutely killed me. Um one, were you as surprised by the big reveal as I was? And two, what do you think Johnny's angle? Do you think it's for custody of the boys? Because I could watch that for another six months, to be honest. Uh, yeah, Dalton Castle is trying to earn himself an Emmy, an Oscar, uh, Tony, all the awards show that he got pretty much at he this got, point yeah. with yep. his uh, with his performances because he's knocking it out of the park. Um, it's crazy that this angle has been going on for a few weeks now. No titles involved. They haven't had any matches. They're just selling us on backstage segments, and we want more every single week. Like this week, I was like all in. Everything they did was great. Him ending up in a in a dryer, it's like, yes, this is great. Him faking us out with the, the, the match and everything. I usually am upset at them giving us talking about they're going to give us a match for a week and then we get to the match and it doesn't happen. But this time I'm like, yeah, no, it shouldn't happen. That's great. This is the way to do it. Good stuff here. I'm liking their angle. I think that they should keep moving this along and this should be saved to the pay-per-view too if they are going to do Supercard of Honor because I think that the work that they're doing, this shouldn't just be a one-off thursday match in a couple thursdays you know what i mean like they've earned a position they've earned a spot to to really shine with this kind of taking on a, a role and having a story and a show that is there's now stories but you know continuing that without a championship i think is really important i also love that this stemmed from dalton not winning the tv title like in the same yeah. way that i love how um Tony Storm's whole unhinged trajectory started at her losing the title. I love that Dalton lost out on a title shot because of Johnny TV, and here we are. So it's almost like, even though these stories have nothing to do with the title, they now Tony Storm rewon hers, but like that they they started from something to do with the title and evolved from there makes it right. feel like the root of this was all for something momentous, and also gives you an opening to go back there when appropriate. 
Don yeah. Castle's friend Ricardo says, tell me about Dalton and Johnny fraud. Well, we kind of just <laughs> did, but uh, I, I feel like custody of the boys is something that could be really, really fun. I also yeah. think that's something that could legitimately let Dalton sneak into a singles picture without strings attached. Like if Johnny wins this blow off and the boys are just following him around and he's got Taya and the boys and himself, that kind of lets Dalton compete solo without it being like, well, okay, what's the boys participation in this? Um, kind of fun, kind of a fun way to go about business, in my opinion. Could work. Could work. Well, you know it's working. Your support of us, so please get in those super chats when you're able to. If you're able to talk about ROH tonight, if you have any more questions about the press conference, Sean is going to probably have his own stream. I think I set one up for him if he does it. So if, if he's like, there was a technical issue, no, there wasn't. Okay, I set one up for him, but. Uh, Alex Pulowski and I will definitely be talking about it on Fightful Select probably between 10.15 and 10.30-ish so I can get my dog out on this very busy day. But we also have the TNA show coming up on the other end of this. So much happening on that product. Nick Nemeth, Mustafali, Scott Moore out, uh, Trinity's last match, all sorts of stuff that has been going on under the Impact TNA rebrand umbrella over there. So stick around to hear Joel and Cresta talk about it, but we've got more. ROH to get through, including something that made me very happy to see is Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty backstage. Shane Taylor doing what he does best of let me take these little things that are floating in the ether of what's kind of really going on in the big picture and pull it into a really realistic sounding promo that relates to my character and what I'm trying to accomplish here. Like just incredible at doing that. Uh, he says he's fighting for change and believes 2024 is here with Shane Taylor promotions. Uh, Shane Taylor also calling to action anybody in ROH or the AEW rosters that is tired of being overlooked and wants a chance to come fight them. Adore this. It's a bloated yeah. roster. Everybody knows it. They're doing a much better job of talent usage. I'm still like, where the hell is Stu Grayson in the Dark Order all the time? So... There are people that are still falling through the clocks, cracks. Where the hell is Josh Woods is something that I've been asking over and over again. Where is our ROH pure champion is something that I'm curious about too. I hope he's not injured because we haven't seen him in, in a bit. Um, but I love this because it feels like it has stakes, even though it's a non-title thing. Like this open challenge of, hey, anybody who wants a chance to prove themselves come out here is good. I also think that leaves an opening to bring more people into Shane Taylor promotions. If you wanted to go that way, promotions kind of implies more than a tag team of two people or an alliance mm -hmm. of two people. So Lee Johnson coming out could be something that's really fun with this. If they wanted to reignite that of him getting brought in talent that we're not even thinking of maybe from outside of ROH currently or working in ROH currently, that doesn't really have a spot could show up here. Really, really fun stuff. But I, I appreciate how it feels so important, even though it has nothing to do with the title at this moment. What were your mm. thoughts on this promo? Yeah, the thing I like about Shane Taylor uh, specifically is every promo he does and every match that he has, it feels like that's the last match he'll ever have. He's like, I'm selling this right now. If I don't win every moment that I have, this could be my last. And he sells it like he has to win or there's no other chance with that. It feels like every match he has is important, even if 
nobody else thinks it's important. And I think that what that's what makes his character so strong. That's what makes him being a leader of Shane Taylor's promotion so strong. And him kind of giving off a little bit of that sauce to Lee, I think is awesome too. Cause Lee feels like that too. Like every opportunity we have, we're going to burn it down and let you remember us because we don't get a lot of opportunities and them kind of taking on the Ethan role page, Ethan, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Ethan Even Page role. role. <laughs> Ethan Roll Page. Ethan Page role <laughs> of being like, we're over here in Ring of Honor. We're not going to let it be a detriment to us. If you want to come fight, we got the space and opportunity. We got the ring and we got the time. This is great. I'm hoping that they're going to add maybe one more member to Shane Taylor Promotions. I think it'll put it over the edge. But him getting an opportunity to talk and knocking it out of the park every time is awesome. I agree. And I would definitely think somebody else is going to enter this picture. In fact, I would put money on somebody else entering this picture, Reg. I would. And if I needed to educate myself on the best way to make bets and have the information to make bets in wrestling and outside of wrestling, well, darn it, that online AG would be just the place I would go to look. Hey guys, I'm here to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the official betting partner of Fightful. It's not just an online platform. They've been trusted for over 25 years. They boast a focus on the player approach and have built their reputation on offering their clients nothing but the best. From cutting edge technology to enticing promotions and the latest sports betting odds. Whether it be wrestling, MMA, boxing, or football, baseball, basketball, or racing, anything you can think of. All major sporting events are covered by betonline.ag. Fast payouts, highest credit card acceptance industry-wide, safe and secure online environments, and their live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites weekly and easily and in real time. Betonline.ag. That's where we're going at Fightful. That's where we suggest you go as well. That's where we get all of our odds at. Betonline.ag. Only bet what you can and please bet responsibly. Bet online AG made a big investment in Fightful. We ask you to, if if you're not even a bet in person, just let them know you found out about them through us, would you? They've been really, really cool to us. Uh, and if you have any interest or you know anybody that has an interest in sponsoring things at Fightful, you can hit me up, Kate at Fightful.com. We got really great feedback from some, our sponsors who sponsor the Fightful Awards. Um, it has made a difference in some of their follower accounts and just overall buzz, people letting us know that we helped raise their awareness a little bit, and we love being able to do that. So feel free to reach out to me about those things. But even more importantly, FightfulSelect.com. Boy, oh boy, has it gotten busy over there, closing in on 12,000 followers because your support has been so, so wonderful. And I've been trying to clarify on shows that I host, which is a few of them on here, uh, that we have a free tier for the stuff that's going on with the Vince side of stuff. Anything that feels icky to paywall when it has to do with things that are this much bigger than wrestling. A lot of times injury news will be posted on the free tier as well. Uh, you can subscribe for free over there. We always appreciate the support. It's truly how we get paid. Everybody wants to say we're on WWE payroll or Tony Khan's payroll. We're not. <laughs> we're on your payroll, quite frankly. It's your support. Sean always says we're the PBS of this. Um, and your subscriptions are what help us get paid. So if you are able to subscribe to the paid tier, you'll get supplemental information about all of those stories, all of the creative back and forth, I'll say, or lack of clarity is getting clarified more and more on Fightful Select. This is a big contract news year. We heard about some more contracts that are up soon. 
Finn Balor's, Dijak's, plenty of people in 2024 whose contract cycles are coming to an end. Um, that's been recently reported. The Scott Demore news is clarified and reported more as that story develops. Uh, anything that Sean can get his hands on, whether he's breaking it or providing extra context, he's over there on Fightful Select. We hear from a lot of people that sometimes even if the news gets broken elsewhere, you wait on us to confirm it and give supplemental details. That means the world to us that we're that trusted to you. $5 a month. You also get me and Alex Pulaski doing bonus shows as we will be doing about this press conference right after I hop off of here, as well as pay-per-view post shows uh, for everything except for NXT, which we do on the main. And every other week, you get a little ass crapsody, which is not just wrestling related. It's mm-hmm. hip-hop related. It's hoops related. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. chilling. It's hanging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything good Sp- coming up? Spaghetti related. Spaghetti um... related? Yeah, sometimes, you know, I want to know what Phil's favorite pasta sauce is and uh, what kind of noodles he uses. Um, I guess, I don't know, we'll be talking well, about spoiler, this. clearly it's spaghetti <laughs> otherwise. I'm trying to sell a paywall over here, Reg, and you're just putting out scoops that Phil I'm like the aggregators paywall. online, like when I say it, just like, <laughs> boom, immediately, no. here's the news. If you were one of the aggregators online, one of the bad ones, you would be like, Phil's favorite pasta is carrots. It would be terrible. <laughs> we have some really good aggregators, but man, some of you are also killing me really over there. Ones. Some yeah. really bad ones, but Ooh. not behind the paywall because that's all accurate, my friends. But mm-hmm. um, Sean's never going to sleep this year, so you might as well reap the benefits about it for $5 a month. Uh, we appreciate all the support we've gotten. It's been really, really wonderful. So Stay tuned for more 2024. It's February 8th. We've had like five scandals of varying importance already. Only? So yeah. <laughs> hang in there with us on that. Plenty more fun stuff too happening this year, like free agency. But speaking of fun, Billy Starks and Araya Thorne have a quick match here. Billy before this backstage with Lexi Nair approaching her saying she's got a big match tonight and hands her a clipboard from Nyla Rose. Starks gives it back and Nyla wants her to come and find her. She's not that hard to find. Um, and we get Nyla Rose coming out during this match and setting up tables at ringside. And Billy Starks wins via submission. Oh. And speaking of interference spots. <laughs> Speaking of, everybody's like, where's SRS? There he is. I'm in Vegas. Yeah, we, How's it going, We had guys? 500 people watching live just to talk about ROH. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I could definitely believe it. Um, Good episode this week. Great episode this week. Um, <laughs> man, I was trying to tweet the link, but but now I got to go to physically to Kate's page. But yeah, I just did the WWE presser. I uh, did a few interviews afterwards as well. Uh, I know there were a lot of people talking about, like, I mean, and quite frankly, it is true. There were a, a ton of wrestling media that were not in there. I think the only, like, wrestling media that were in there were Denise and myself, and the rest were uh, mainstream outlets. But uh, I can't speak to the decision-making behind that. But I spoke with Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch. Uh, I spoke to Bianca and Montez together. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Jade Cargill. I did ask Seth Rollins about Vince McMahon. I felt like it would be a little inappropriate to ask women there because, again, we don't know the scope of this and who might have been directly affected. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to ask them about something that maybe that they're 
actively, you know, in discussion, to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like tried, tried to be uh, cognizant of that. But I honestly, I thought the press conference was a good piece of business. Like it was interesting at the very least. The Rock said, fuck. He said, fuck. <laughs> Can you believe it? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The Rock says. That's what we're popping for now? Crybabies and the F word? Let's go Rocky, Rocky Fox. Did anybody get to talk to Rock uh, SRS? Hell no. (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) The only questions I had for Rock were about Vince. And Triple H, too. Like, uh, full disclosure, I mean, the names that I mentioned, plus, like, Triple H, The Rock, those were all listed on, on on the media thing and there was a media email that was sent out and it said hey just so you guys know one-on-one interviews aren't guaranteed and it did 
become a talking point at the beginning of it. Like we might not be getting interviews. Uh, and it wasn't something that I would like, I was hopeful I would get interviews there because I flew from bumfuck Kentucky, pardon the language, running around here like I'm Dwayne or something. Uh, but I did, it wasn't going to be a thing where if I didn't, I was like, you know, upset about because I, I know that the scope of what they're doing, they very clearly did this to get Super Bowl media here and, and the like. Um, but yeah. Um, Are you going to the Super Bowl? I'm not. I am flying huh. back at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. So right now, uh, just so you guys know, I'm typing up notes for the Becky and Seth interviews. Those will be up on FightfulSelect.com. I'm uploading those. Uh, I'm going to try a different release style instead of doing every couple of days. We're going to release Seth and Becky tonight and uh, see how that goes. And then we'll probably release the, the rest next week. But yeah, yeah. just uh, it was it was wild. Got in today at noon, was there by 2.30. And um, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted, but. I'm sure. I'm sure. So obviously <laughs> we saw the, the big pivot. I think it was the right call, even though the creative is extremely muddy to get there. Um, yeah, they're definitely doing Dalton Castle and John Morrison. Oh, yeah, wow. no, that creative's been great, actually. That creative it's phenomenal. Been it's been incredible. crystal clear and um, very entertaining and logical and clean and well done. When he um, fell into the splits and got pulled away. <laughs> dead. And, and to me, that is exactly what he should be, is this very corny, like, Almost like from Toy Story 4, the, the, the stunt driver. What is it? Duke yeah. something? <laughs> like the, he should be the stunt driver type of guy. Mm. Like, oh, man. Somebody asked uh, if I've interviewed Dalton Castle. No, one time ROH offered me an interview with him, and they said it was going to be two minutes long. <laughs> you know what? With Dalton, you might not need more than that. Honest to God. Like, well, out John, of what the hell? Two minutes? <laughs> Out of principle, I responded with the message, and I quote, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we're getting Cody and versus Roman. Dalton, Dalton rules. He got John, locked in you, a dryer by volunteer at, tonight. It's, at the it end of excellent. this uh at the end of this press conference, I felt confused. Like they Cody came out and he was like. I'm getting the match, but then at the end, when they walk off stage, I thought we were getting a tag match. It felt like they were feeding us a tag match. How did you Ooh, feel at they, the You know what I mean? Like, how did you feel at the end of this? If they end up doing a tag team match, like, for nothing, ooh. <laughs> That'd be so bad. But, you know, but maybe I in guess Perth, there's ways. No. Oh, in Perth, I'd be completely fine with that in Perth. Yeah. What about a, uh, at Mania, um, winner takes all for all the championships tag match? <laughs> Nobody likes that. Yeah, no. Unified. So that's what I was going to bring up, and I hope they don't do that, but I could see them doing it. That's bad. It's so bad. Um, but, I mean, listen, I, I actually like that they leaned into the rock being heel and on the side of Roman, like when he pulled up that graphic, I was like, Damn. And then when he said, nope, there's only one royal family. It's funny because in the story that I wrote about all this over the last week, a person who's worked with the McMahons and the Anawaii family for over a decade said, 
over the last couple of weeks, that family, the Anawaii family, became the most influential in pro wrestling, exceeding Vince McMahon and the McMahon family. Stephanie's out. Shane has no stock. Vince is a, Vince is worthless now. He's been worthless for a long time. He just didn't know it. Yeah. And The Rock is on the board. Roman Reigns wields a lot of power, and there are incredible. Like there are so many talented members of that family that are are not even in WWE. Elsewhere, yeah. And Naomi is back for the love of God. I I tell you what I liked. I liked that they you know. Let's exclude the stuff that Jimmy Snuka did. I'm glad they put Deuce and Tamina on there as well. Yes, I thought that was very cool because there were a lot of those family trees that would not include that. I want to go back and look at names and see if there's any that I missed. Like, I, was Jacob Fatu on that? And if he, if he I was trying to watch this show, be. so I was not like yeah. looking that closely. But um, I, he should be. him being a free agent definitely makes that a little bit spicier. Like, I, I think that's pretty cool. Oh nope. well, there goes Sean. There's that. He just comes in here to dunk on Dalton Castle and leave, <laughs> but. <sighs> Everybody starts piling in here, and then they're like, wait, where'd he go? That's it. That's it. That was a beautiful Irish goodbye that we had going on there. But uh, Sean did say, I know a lot more people are watching now than when Sean first popped on here. He has interviewed. He might be coming back. Another run-in. This is perfect. We're talking about Roman Reigns, and we've got (laughs) interference spot after interference spot here. Um, Yeah, Jacob Fatu was on it. Yeah, my Wi-Fi isn't great here, guys. So I'm going to bid you guys adieu. I'm going to be back in Kentucky uh, tomorrow. But, yeah, it it was good being on with you guys. Thank you for popping on. Keep an eye out for those Seth and Becky interviews that are going up. I got to say, my Wi-Fi is terrible all the time, and I still manage to be here at work. I don't know why Sean is bailing out. Wow, yeah, (laughs) come on, dude. (laughs) But Alex Pulaski and I will be on Fight Bull Select talking more in depth about the press conference. I know Alex was watching a little bit more closely than I, um, but Sean will be releasing his Becky and Seth interviews, it sounds like, and he got some more while he was there. Uh, and then he'll be flying back to Lexington because the man is not allowed to sleep. So we thank him for popping on, giving us a little bit of insight. I think we're just going to end up with Cody and Roman, and then a triple threat for <laughs> Seth with Drew and Sammy, which is cool. But what yep. a weird little <laughs> way of getting there. Uh, but we're going to flip back into ROH. Guys, get in your super chats if you have any questions for us. The TNA crew will be on at the end of this at around 10 after the hour. We were talking about Billy Starks against Araya Thorne and. Nyla Rose setting up those tables at ringside and Billy Starks winning via submission. Nyla then saying um, she and Billy Starks have unfinished business and that she's been dodging her for weeks. And Rose wants to know if she's going to be a good minion or if she's going to put her through the table. And Billy Starks says to Rose is full of surprises, um, but that she has a surprise of her own. And Athena returns to attack Nyla. Very nice to see our champ of all champs here, Athena, putting Rose through the table at ringside. Super, super fun to have this continuing. And it does feel like Nyla is the most imposing physical threat. And the way that they've laid this story out has been really, really fun. 
we got a promo to close the show, which I will talk about post-main event because I think that'll be a, a nice handoff. Um, but to this point in the night, I thought this was really well done. The relationship between Billy Starks is continuing and Athena is continuing really nicely here where I feel like Billy doesn't have to play like hard heel to, to be mm-hmm. in her camp. It's, it's good. She gets to kind of sit in that tweener space a little bit more. Um, really good stuff here. Love the work Nyla's doing. So much personality, so much fun. Your thoughts on this little through line in the match that we got today? Yeah, really good match from Billy Starks. As I always say, she improves every time. Her it being in this kind of veteran role, taking on everything she learns from Athena and running through some of these women has been awesome. But I think I really love the story of Nyla's been chasing after Athena for a few weeks now, but she hasn't got her hands on Billy Starks yet. So it's like, there's this story of like, is it ever going to happen? Is Billy going to keep avoiding the Nyla disaster? Because Nyla's had some opportunities. Like she could have did it today and she did it. Um, but them kind of telling that story of it could happen. And then Athena coming in for the the trick, hitting her with the, uh, the forearm and knocking her through the table. I thought it was all really good work. And Athena coming back, as possibly a baby face after potentially all the stuff she was and how much of a strong ass hill she was last year. I think this is awesome. All this is really good. And Nyla's she's playing heel, but also kind of not because she's like funny and, uh, and doing kind of baby face things at the same time. And you could still potentially be upset at Athena, what she did to people. So this is all really great stuff. And, and, and I'm liking all of it. I can't wait to see what the match is and how they get to do it. It reminds me a little bit of what is going on with Swerve and Hangman on the main roster to a lesser extent, but um, it felt like Hangman turned heel yesterday, but it's also, he's justifiably angry at Swerve. Swerve broke into his house and was like, I'm going to steal your kid, no bigs. Like, we're getting kind of the same thing here where it feels like Athena is just over because she's so damn cool and confident and has the wins to back it up, much like Swerve. And then on the other side of it, it's like, yeah, that kind of makes you the heel, but of course you don't like that other person. (laughs) Like, look at what they've been doing this entire time. So I think it's fun. I like the muddy waters on that. That's a a good place for that to sit. Well, I feel like we're leaning a little bit too much on the survival of the fittest four-pack rope. But the problem is, I can't argue that the matches always absolutely roll when they tend to have them. So... It is a catch-22. Feels more special when this isn't done so frequently. Um, But really, really fun stuff. And our women's one here, we get Diamante with a flash pin on Layla Hirsch, who looks great in this. Uh, We get an unintentional distraction from Rachel Elring that assists here. And then later, we get Layla Hirsch and Rachel Elring backstage. I'm officially over it with the miscommunication (laughs) and the... Well, are you going to be there for me during the tournament? Yeah. Are you going to be there for me during the tournament? Maria was a part of it for like six weeks. So then she just evaporated into thin air. Pick a lane, man. And also like, we get it. There's mistrust and dissension. Just want to see this expedited a little bit. Both ladies doing an excellent job with the execution aspect of it. But uh, it's just been dragging a little bit creatively. Um, Love that they're going to be in the TV title tournament, which starts next week. We don't have brackets yet. They did start filming for it, though. I do have that confirmed. Um, Mm -hmm. So it is great to see that that's going to be getting underway. I'm so excited what a secondary belt is going to do for this program. Because tonight, if you look at the card, was almost split in women's and men's time and segments. The women might have 
even had one more because there were four of just the the Billy Starks and Nyla Rose and Athena stuff alone. So mm -hmm. absolutely adore seeing that. Really, really fun match here. Very cool to see Diamante, who I felt like she lost momentum, but it wasn't because she was losing. She just wasn't on TV as much, and she was in tag programs. So right. nice seeing her emerge with the W here. That makes me really happy. Uh, what were your thoughts on our women's survival of the fittest match here? Yeah, I thought that when they saw this graphic earlier today or whenever I saw I was like, didn't we just do this match last week? But they like took one person out and switched it. I'm like, I get it. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was like, they rarely do these uh, women's multi-women matches, survival of fittest style matches. And now they're like, you said rare? Now we do them every week. And it's <laughs> like, all right, I understand what's going on. You guys are getting all the women's shots. Everybody that's we predict to kind of be in the tournament has been on showcase here. So, like you said, the matches have been awesome. It's just interesting that they just done so many back to back. Um, Trisha Dora, I still want her to get something. I don't again know what they're doing here. I don't know what's going on. She seems to be a background player when she could be the uh, main event star of this, but. We are how we are. We it, we it is at the place that it is. I still kind of think that maybe Red Velvet could win this uh, ROH TV Women's TV Championship. So I'm not completely mad at it, and I'm not completely mad at this match. Again, these are good showcases for all women. So at worst, at least we're still getting all of them on here. Yeah, at worst, we're getting awesome women's matches featuring a ton of talent. That's yeah. a pretty good worst case scenario. Like that exactly. that rule. So. Uh, and I agree, it, it's incredible how many people feel like contenders for this TV title going into this. Queen Aminata, uh, Taya Valkyrie certainly fits in that category. Yeah. Diamante feels like a dark horse after tonight. Um, certainly Red Velvet. Uh, I, I've heard some other names that might be coming down for the main roster for this. I don't want to spoil anything for people that don't know, but people that uh, fans will be excited to see. There's one woman in particular who... People will be excited for so it's not Mercedes. I'll tell you that much. No. Mercedes Monet is not debuting in the ROH TV title. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. But we move on here. I I feel like did I leave out of my notes? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, we move on to our tag match, which had Lee Moriarty getting the pinfall for his team. This was really, really fun. I was howling at Carly Bravo drinking the Savage Sauce and just powering <laughs> through for a really nice, fun sequence in this. Uh, and after the match, we get Serpentico attacking Cole Carter and Griff Garrison on the stage to get his mask back that was stolen from them. But Maria has a distraction, and uh, that leads to them attacking Serpentico and stealing his mask back. So... um I'm just not into it. I want to be trying. I it, it's a couple of things. One, I remember when AEW first started, I was like, you know what? I really love that they don't use the mask spot as a crutch with every luchador. Like I remember how violent it felt when they went to rip off. I think it was Ray Phoenix's match. Mm -hmm. Like in the early days of this promotion, being like, oh, that felt so personal because we don't see this all the time. Now we see it all the time, and it's like any story that has anybody even remotely Lucha in it feels like we're just leaning on the mask spot as a crutch. Um, but I don't watch a ton of Lucha. I don't watch as much flipping and spinning as you do. So maybe that is as common in your CMLLs and your AAAs and whatever. Uh, I, it feels like a cop-out to me a little bit. Um, and Cole Carter and Griff Garrison stealing it, just it's not that 
personal between them. Mm -hmm. So exactly. I, I don't know. This just doesn't feel like it's clicking in for me. I love Maria. I'm I'm trying to get behind Cole Carter and Griff Garrison because I think there is growth there, and I really like Griff Garrison in the ring. But I just have not been interested in the story for a while, and it's like Maria Kanellis is there, man. Like she's a wizard with this stuff. I hope they get it on a track that I am a little bit more emotionally invested in. But match was super fun. Lee Moriarty's great commentary did a great job of pointing out the um, the different animals that you face when you have someone as like technical as Lee Moriarty and someone who's just going to knock your ass out like Shane Taylor. Caprice in particular was was pointing that out, which I I loved how. Um, saying you can't really prepare for both of those styles at once. That's just an unfair thing to have to be in the ring against. Uh, but good stuff here. What were your thoughts on this? Yeah, I love the uh, Iron Savages and the infantry doing the the butt-eating taunt <laughs> to kind of start the whole thing. thought it was a great way to kind of show their synergy as a tag team. Sure. Uh, this is a um, kind of tag team, a bunch of tag teams we've seen consistently on this show um, just having a showcase, really fun stuff from everybody involved. And yeah, I think kind of uh, on what you're saying, usually this does kind of happen a lot in Mexico where they pull off someone's mask or something like that. But it's like a blood feud. It's like something like yeah. really interesting and something like it makes sense to, for you to pull off this mask. None of now us it's really just like, oh, it's your family it. identity. Yeah, <laughs> no one's really behind this, their angle of all. So we're just like, oh, you took his mask. Yeah, we saw him earlier on the show without it. If we're like, <laughs> you know we're what I mean? Real. Like, if we're, we're keeping real. it completely real. I already saw it. What does this matter? <laughs> but I understand they're trying to add a little heat. I just can't. I ask everybody, every time SP3 comes on here, I'm like, do you care about Griff Garrison and Cole Carter? And he says no. And I ask everybody else, and they all say no. So, Kate, is can they get us ever? It's wrestling. Anything can happen. And this is developmental. But it, mm. the thing that concerns me more is it hasn't ever been steered in a direction that I'm interested in. Like, yeah. um, I the hot moms thing was kind of weird. Maria singing the theme was like peak weird. And now like this lucha spot like doesn't feel like they've had a consistent story and it doesn't feel like there's ever been a direction that's fully clicked in for the two of them. Right. Um and I don't know if the two of them working together is necessarily the move for either of them. And I say I don't know cuz I don't know. Like mm -hmm. but I I'm not like, "Oh, these two guys, I have a strong emotional reaction to you either way." So, right. um and Maria, I know what she's capable of, so I hope we can get there. But it seems like we'll have to have an inevitable feud between them and her husband and uh, Matt Taven, right? Like, that's mm -hmm. supposed to be a title feud. So you've got, you've got like, a, a jump to get me from caring about that to get to what feels like an inevitable title feud if it's her husband is on the other side of this. Right. So, Agreed. Kate sucks for blocking me for no reason. Oops, now you're timeouted. Damn, unfortunate. Oh no, you said mean <laughs> things to the mod and had consequences for your actions. Kiss my damn. butt. Damn, 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 damn. <laughs> Get Lee Johnson <laughs> and Gravity. You can go unsubscribe to Fightful Select and say Kate sucks on your exit interview. You're not the first mm -hmm. person, you won't be the last. Uh, Lee Johnson getting a victory over Gravity here. Man, oh man, you want to talk about some of the most improved wrestlers in all of wrestling? Trick Williams and NXT is on that list. Lee Johnson is certainly on that list. My goodness. Everything looks so good from the offense of this guy. The things today, like we've seen so much of like the explosive offense, that headlock being locked in the way it was today. I was like, damn, this guy is just 
so 100% in and committed to everything he does. I'm not the biggest gravity gal in the world, um, but I do think that, like, he does well with certain types of wrestlers from a stylistic standpoint, and Lee Moriarty and him were, like, speaking the same language today. Like, I, I felt like it clicked in mm -hmm. there, but Lee, not Lee Moriarty, Lee Johnson, all my Lees running around. We got Pages mm -hmm. and Adams and Cages and Lees. Um, but I, uh, I, I like this and I really like Lee Johnson. I'm hoping that he's on a, on a consistent track sooner than later. Cause I feel like he's done an, a ton of work to get there. It's really paying off now. What were your thoughts? Yeah. I thought that you used the best word to describe what Lee Johnson looked like today. So explosive. I don't know if it was anything extra or whatever. He had some pre-workout before his match, but this guy <laughs> looked on fire in this he was just like every move looked extra he looked like he was moving a million miles per hour in a good way um he looked like the better wrestler of these two guys just visually um i think that he's been put into a position that he's earned a good spot here just being consistent every week on ring of honor and this was another display of like wow this guy really gets it and adding that little bit more of explosivity he has is going to bring him in to even higher heights the gravity thing is even more glaring when we've seen like Cyrus and Brigante earlier and Bakingo's here and commanders at the end where it's like man you see all these guys and then you see gravity and you're like oh you have a mask too that's cool <laughs> yeah there's just um the the differentiation is lacking outside of like I do the slow walk I think that's a yeah a good point of um it just doesn't feel it and it's also unfair because he's with some of the most spectacular luchadors in the world in this company exactly. so his brother. um his brother uh vikingo commander uh mm -hmm. black taurus when he's around and very possible he'll be showing up like there are some of the best of the best kicking around so definitely a right. uh, high high tilt there but uh we get another women's match after this with Ty of Valkyrie and Killa Kate. Now, if you're going to have my name and make it cooler than me, it's going to be hard for me to root for you. But she does end up taking the pinfall here. We get a surfboard curb stomp for the win from Ty of Valkyrie, which I thought looked great here. Um, she's another one that feels like she could be a. I, I don't know if I see her winning off the bat, but certainly a, a quick contender for that TV title. Like, mm -hmm. if you want to give it to a Red Velvet or Queen Aminata, like, I feel like Taya Valkyrie stepping into that first contender role could be something that's really, really fun. Uh, she's looked great. She's looked more consistent in ROH than some of those early AEW appearances. I feel like really like seeing her here. Love, love, love Johnny TV as the valet, too. Like, they're mm -hmm. so silly together. It's been so much fun. And just as a gal, like, I always appreciate the male valet role. Makes me feel good. Makes it feel totally. equal. Um, but good, good stuff here in this match. Any thoughts here? Yeah, I, I like that there. Um, her being attached to Johnny is helping her character, but it's also they're giving her wins in the matches. So it's helping her even more. She, like you said, is now a contender. Like coming into AEW, it was like, we know who she is. We know what she represents. We know what she should be, but they didn't really make her that. And I think this last couple of weeks and just being with her husband and looks like she's having fun and he's being her valet. And it's like, she looks like a big star with him. I think it's helping her out tremendously. Keep them together forever. And I think having her, people like her, Lady Frost, 
uh, these kind of extra women that are great, that can go, that can continuously be contenders is great for that championship. That championship has so many contenders, almost more than the, the world women's championship. So it's going to be good when they finally get it going. It's also, I love that balance in a wrestling program when one belt has a longer term story and one person coming after it and another belt has a bunch of possibilities. Like it's a really nice balance in your program. Um, right. Guys, I understand the nature of what is going on in the greater wrestling landscape as far as the sex trafficking stuff. And I understand the temptation to want to call out people who were unnamed in that report, but we're not going to cast dispersions on anybody that we don't know the names of. Uh, that is a very, very serious topic, and we're not just going to assign the weight of allegations like that to people that we don't know um, are involved in situations. So I completely empathize with how disgusting and terrible it feels, but let's not name people that are unaffiliated to this point. We move on to our main event, but stick around because we've got the TNA post show with Joel Pearl and Cresta going to talk to you about everything happening on a loaded episode of TNA, and I'm sure they'll be talking a little bit about the Scott Tamore news as well. So our main event was another fun four-pack, another survival of the fittest match between Jack Cartwheel, who very nice to see him as a reoccurring talent, AR Fox, nice to see him back, the fantastic Willie Mack, and Commander, who won this match with a rope walk at 450. Fantastic match. Fantastic yes. match. Having this group of guys in the same ring was very, very fun. Jack Cartwheel, like, it's it makes no sense that he's able to string his offense together as logically as he can with what he does in there. Him and Commander, awesome chemistry. AR Fox and Willie Mack being um, so well-rounded and the fact that they can do a lot of kind of those higher-flying, more explosive, more acrobatic moves, but also have a really, really grounded approach when they are not doing that, both incredibly innovative in the offense that they bring to the table. This match was a blast. It felt main event-ish, even though no belt was on the line. I loved yes. this. I thought this was so much fun. And Commander continuing to pick up Ws. I've been complaining about Lucha Roulette for a little bit now. This was pretty good. Like, this feels like Commander might be on track for something. Maybe a title shot against Kyle Fletcher. Maybe a title shot against Eddie Kingston. Who knows? But like seeing the momentum for our Lucha friends here who are flipping and spinning every week for us, Reg. Yeah, this was uh, some supreme spot food to end the show. I thought there was a lot of great Lucha stuff. And these guys, that Commander's the Luchador, but the rest of these guys kind of brought a different kind of flavor to this. Jack Cartwheel is becoming an unsung hero, I think, of Ring of Honor. Um, I knew that he, with his moveset and kind of the stuff that he does, that he would get over pretty well over here. But it's to be even bigger than I kind of expected. Commander getting a victory is very interesting because last night I feel like on the Denise show we're just like Commander and Vikingo need victories. Like they're in all these matches. They're putting consistent places of like people being excited. Every time they announce a match of either one of them, I'm all in, but they never win. And it's like, it doesn't have to be like that in matches and position like this, they could get a victory. So I'm glad that they gave it to Commander. Great to see the homie AR Fox back. Please yeah. put him in higher positions. He is incredible, and I want to see more. Willie Mack, an amazing wrestler. I loved all these guys. I thought it was a great way to end the match, and Jack Cartwheel getting over so high is really surprising, though. I'm, I'm excited about it. I am, too. He's been kind of, I think, slowly growing as a fan favorite in this, so very, very cool. Uh, we close our show. With Athena and Nyla Rose. Yeah. I love that we went home on this segment. 
absolutely cracked me up the way that this fully ended for a few reasons that we'll talk about. But I loved Athena saying, like, I've had people cross me before, but you coming into my house, which I thought was cool because I had a double meaning of you showing up at my minion training camp where I train talent and also coming into ROH after you've been at AEW to do what you've done is something that I'm not used to and that I don't really take kindly to. And she gets attacked by Nyla Rose, who puts her through a table that has a fruit basket on it. And the last shot you see is Nyla Rose eating an orange that has the peel on it still. (laughs) And that is the second time in a month I have seen a wrestler eat an orange with a peel on it. Mm -hmm. I saw this happen in New Japan with Shane Haste, who was proudly eating his orange with the peel on it. I didn't realize he was that influential to Nyla Rose. I thought that was a beautiful tribute spot uh, from, from Nyla to Shane Haste to just be sitting there final shot of the show eating an orange i was like is that an orange or is that a peach or some other pe-? no it was an orange. orange peel your oranges wrestlers that's all i'm saying mm-hmm. get that vitamin c and you're gonna go ahead and do the chat saying the nylon don't kneel it's true <laughs> pndk we love it here uh yeah. love the way that this feud is developing and love that it got four segments tonight reg Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this was a really great way to end the show, especially with Athena kind of coming back earlier in the show. But I thought her promo was really strong of her being like, I've been on vacation, but don't forget, this is all mine. Like, there's nothing that Nyla could do or say to take this away from us. And then Nyla sneak again because she got put through a table earlier. We thought that she was gone for the night, but she's not. Here she is putting Athena to a table and, yes, biting an orange with the pill still on it. Classic Nyla material. Great way to end the show. Announce the match. We're on fire. Good work. Genuinely upset. I didn't think of this. The mighty don't peel. The mighty don't peel. It's right That's there. Good. That's pretty good. My mm-hmm. God. I mm-hmm. feel foolish. Well, speaking of fools, Joel is here. And the beautiful, wonderful, smart, incredible, amazing, never been done before. Cresta <laughs> is here as well. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> What is up with it's been the most insane news week, and buried in that is a big giant regime change in uh TNA wrestling. What's going on here, Joel Pearl? I know you know the scoop, Reg. On Tuesday at noon, it was no, it was Wednesday, we put up my long form conversation with Speedball Mike Bailey, a very good one, by the way. Go check it out on slash fightful. Two hours later, TNA put out the statement that Scott Demore is out as president of TNA and that uh, Anthony Sessioni is taking over. He's a guy from Anthem. He's been around for 15 years, worked the Fight Network here in Canada, worked at the oh. Score here in Canada. He's been around wrestling. Okay. When he was at the Score, WWE had their programming on the Score in Canada. So it's not like he's completely you know, obtuse to wrestling programming. There's going to be a lot of news that comes out uh, regarding how this shook out, What's who's presented what, who's had banknotes from whom, and who wants to buy TNA, who tried to buy TNA. We don't have all the information. Other people have reported it. We're still working on it. But, uh, yeah, the, the news is that Scott Demore is no longer president of TNA Wrestling. I don't know how to feel. I have thoughts and thoughts and prayers and sorrows and sorrows. I just don't know how to feel, if I'm being honest, babes. I mean, you can see how talent have uh, reacted online. They are clearly feeling like they lost the leader and uh, that's understandable. And so again, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it shakes out the uh, everything is everything's out there until someone talks for real on the record. Ain't that the truth? 
Ain't that the truth? But speaking of on the record, Sean Ross Sapp did send me his videos, his interviews from Vegas, and notes are up on Fightful Select. That's five bucks in the business. Uh, Conversations with Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Those will be coming up on the site after the post show because I have to edit them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. And speaking of FightfulSelect.com, I'm going to be heading over there in about 15 minutes to talk about the press conference as well. Feel free to join us over there. Feel free to check it out after the TNA show or have multiple screens open, you cowards. Come on. If I can watch the press conference and ROH at the same time, you can watch this. Get three monitors, nerds. Use your phone. Come on, dude. (laughs) Chris said, get three monitors, nerds. I agree. I have three monitors. Get five monitors. Be a bus driving terminal. I went back to what is honestly stopping you from getting 10 plus monitors? Let's be real. Get 20 like, monitors. I got, I got some why isn't your whole room monitors? Why That's aren't you it. like a cable news network that just has a wall of monitors behind them? That's what I want to know. But As we're going to we ask this. Our wallets are all looking at us like. Y'all yeah. pay electricity bill? <laughs> monitors cost money. <laughs> well, the good news is Optimum's been to my apartment so much in the past six months that I'm going to start charging them rent. So I'll have some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, going forward to buy myself some monitors. But we're going to throw it over to the TNA crew now. They'll talk to you more about Scott Demore in tonight's episode, of course. Have a wonderful night, guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.